Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Just like that. You guys miss us yet? Just like that. (laughs) Not probably not, because we had a coffee break. Yeah, it's true. We had a coffee break. So if you have not tuned in to our coffee break, it's the short little mini-sode that we're going to try to do at least once a week. And this this particular week was... um, is Diet Coke killing you? So if you have not checked that out, check it out. Check it out. And we're just back with another traditional episode, having coffee with us on this lovely Friday morning. Yep. So that cheers. Way for you, those of you on your commute, and like me, I drive a lot too. It's the best to listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. ain't it? It just kills time. Before you know it, you're like, man, I'm already here. And sometimes you're not done with your podcast. You want to keep listening. Yeah. Somebody um, messaged me saying that, we are who keep her company on her commute from Los Banos to San Jose, which we're from the Bay Area. If you know, you know that that's is just, not a fun commute. That's just what we call a stab, quite a quite, so, a, quite a drive. If you're commuting. listening, I hope you are enjoying your Friday morning commute yes. because I'm happy to do that because I know when I used to commute, it I used there was no podcast back then. Oh my goodness! And tr- yeah. whoa, that would have been a game changer for everybody. You know, because like when I go to my sister's house, it's like a two hour drive. Mm-hmm. So I queue up two hours worth of podcasts and I'm excited for the drive. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even like, you know why? Because it. your brain, psychologically, your brain is taken away from, I got to drive a hundred and something miles, which I'm going to go do today. It's two hours. You, just, you Sometimes you, you get in your own head. Yeah. That's what's two hours. You watch TV on the couch for, you know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing. You put yeah, on a podcast where you know you're there. You know, people sitting on their phone and scroll. Yes. And that, what I'm saying is you're so into mm-hmm. the podcast before, you know, like we, how many LA trips we've done? I put a Joe Rogan, like a yeah, long Yeah. And I love it. Like I a three and a half it. hour podcast. And before you know, we're already in LA, like damn, I that know. quick. It seems quick, but our head was in the podcast the whole time. I know. I actually welcome the time. Like people go, oh, I hate going to like, the DMV or the post no, office or whatever. Utilize that time. I don't mind because no. I just think if I know I'm going to have waiting time, I just plan and go, ooh, yay, I get to sit and listen to my podcast. Like I have to take my dad to the doctor on Friday. I know there's going to be waiting time there. I don't even, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, or if like, um, you know, I have to pick up someone from something, I'll always go early and sit in the parking lot and listen to the podcast. I always carry these. I always yeah. have my headphones because I, you know, love listening to things. I love yeah, learning so- too. I don't mind it at all. No. So I'm happy. It makes me happy that we are that podcast for people. How exciting is that? Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. And Somebody let me tell you, I'm going to be commuting. Like, all right, cool. They better have their podcast up because I'm that person who's commuting yeah. from Los Banos to San Jose. It, that's why it's important for us to be consistent, which we are. But yes. uh, let me tell you, I don't know if you guys are sharing it or what, but our downloads are like going up significantly. Thank you guys for that. Yeah. We need all the help. Without you guys, we aren't, we aren't the podcast. You yeah. know what I mean? We need you guys to, to Exactly. Help so thank you because the stats don't lie. Now, if you can only just do us a little, another little favor and go on to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, rate and review, it really does mean a lot. It helps. Yes, That's what, for, for whatever reason, Apple Podcasts, they're like super particular about getting reviews, getting those numbers. And it's a pain. I know it's a pain because when you're thinking about it, it's because you're listening to us. You're not in a situation where you can do that. You're usually driving, yes. working out. True. So that's what happens. That's why it's hard. But I, I'm guilty of it. I don't leave reviews and stuff. Yeah. Have you ever left a positive review for all these podcasts no. that you love? No. See? Shame on you. I just you listen to Joe Rogan mainly. I try to do it because I know how important it is to us. And so I try yeah. to do it for yeah. others. Yeah. But I wanted to just start off True. this little episode by saying I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you. I rewatched our podcast from Monday's episode, mm-hmm. and my hair was sticking up so much on this side. It's just like fully sticking up. And you never said, hey, babe, your hair's sticking up. I didn't notice it. Sorry. Like, you, like you, like, you got to do me a solid. Like, if I got a booger in my nose or something in my teeth or something, you got to let me know. Of like, I've, I've told you before when you had to, like, wipe your nose, you know, when you have allergies. I, it was did. literally I like. Know. I would have uh, told you. Trust it, it me. It looked like there's something about Mary, if you've seen that movie. It, like, was sticking straight up. Uh, and funny. I happened to catch it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how embarrassing. I didn't even catch it. I didn't see and, it. you know, I shouldn't even point it out because now everyone's going to go back and look and yes. see it. See? But, you, you know, it's okay. Mouth. 
it's fun to be self-deprecating. That's okay though. You know, sorry to point point the finger at yourself and laugh. Nothing it is what it is. It happens. Like yeah. everybody poops. You know. Exactly. We're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> but Pick I your... did. I did have to say that. That's your job as my co-host. If there's something going on, you, you gotta a let me know. Or a booger, in your tooth or a, a piece of a pepper long in my nose tooth. Hair out, yeah, I'll something. Let you, know. okay. you gotta let me know. You got it. All right. So last night. On, um, I watched on Netflix, I have to say, Pamela Anderson documentary. Mm-hmm. I'm only about halfway through because I fell asleep, but it's really good. Uh, I actually really like it. It's yeah. so interesting because I remember those times that she's talking about. And you know what's really cool? Her son, the oldest son, Brandon Thomas Lee, which I think he's such a cutie, he's the producer of the documentary. Is that a. Tommy Lee's? Yeah, she only has two kids son? and they're from Tommy Lee. Both of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, that the one that got in a fight? What is that? Yeah. That's him? But I think they have a good relationship now, but yeah. Didn't, I mean, knock, his, didn't knock his dad out? Yeah, Damn. he did. They have, Um, he's very protective of his mom, I've, you know? Come on. What do we say, Bo- boys? Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, I was my mother's first son, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm her, I, I want to say it. she's my first love as a woman, you know, yeah, your mother. Of course. So natural instincts, lean men, boys, we always are protective of, of our mothers. Of course. I hope so. You always. should be. It just, it's instinct. I don't know what it is within us. It's instinct. But I didn't know. I I just autumn, always assumed that their, like, divorce came from, you know, she was in an abusive relationship with him. Because, you know, like, he went to, I had her, I remember him going to jail for oh, domestic violence. Tommy parties. But he, did, that was, he was violent with her only once. And that was enough for her. Really? Yeah, it wasn't like they had a very strong connection. I would <clears> kind <throat> of like say compare their connection to like um Courtney Kardashian and and Travis Barker. You know how you just see it. It's almost magnetic. It's not fake. You could tell it's real. That's how their connection was, but um he was a bad drunk, you know, but in mm. one particular situation, do you know where he had his issue? And this happens a lot with men. And I experienced it as well with my first marriage. When they had the kids, mm-hmm. her kids became her, like she loved them. They were babies. They had them back to back. Yes. And he felt like suddenly he fell to to number three. You know what's crazy? You're not lying about that. A lot mm-hmm. of men, yes, it's their child and all, but they do in a weird way get kind of jealous yeah. if they're like left out. They do because it's a shift, because it's a change. So just like- it's a change for the mom. Again, I do feel like men kind of get pushed to the side when it comes to emotional stuff. Like they're not allowed to have postpartum. They get like a postpartum depression. It's from men their, do? well, it's from their wife suddenly completely shifting focus away from them. Yeah. You know, you have to, just like men go into menopause too, in menopause. a way, right? Yes. When their testosterone drops. Yes, we do. I feel like men's issues are when it comes to emotions and that kind of stuff are kind of like pushed to the side. We're not allowed to have any. But in this documentary, basically, the part that I got up to was that's what he was dealing with. He was dealing with having a really hard time with losing the attention. He begged for her back. He didn't beat her, but he manhandled her. And that was enough. And he because she came from an abusive household, like her parent, her dad was a drunk. I was going to say. And she was just like, I'm not doing that to my kids. I'm not. Smart. And Can't she, blame her. but Mama she still loved on. him. And I think, I believe, and I'm only halfway through. So just in case, I don't know if something changes or whatever, but as of right now, my perception is that she still loves him. Probably. Like she loves him, but just couldn't be with him. Yeah. She probably has some regrets like, man, why don't I just work Maybe. it out? Why don't I just look past that? But at the end of the day, you, as a mother, she so did listen what she up, had to mothers. Do. She it's your job to take care of your cubs, not the men, the cubs come first. Mm hmm. Ever put a man before your kids and men? You date women out there. If any men listen to this, and you date women out there who are single, got kids, and they all of a sudden put you before their kids, walk away, dude. Mm-hmm. Trust me, that's that's not the woman you want to be with. I noticed that when I was single, I paid attention to that a lot. If if you dated someone with kids, and and they trying to like push their kids aside, and the man, if I felt like they'd be yeah. priority, nah, that's, yeah, no, that's scandalous. Your kids, your baby should always come first. Yeah, always. I mean, I was I obviously when we first started dating, I did a lot of stuff and. Went out of town and traveled, but I did but it was that. A balance, though. I did that when Robert had the kids. Yes, you know what I mean. When we were in town. We'd go to damn near, if not all, your daughter's competitions. Yeah, like made I, tr- I made it a point to still, yes. you know. And there were times 
listen. And there were times that I was human, right? I didn't want to miss out on the fun. You know, I would had been married for a long time and and finally I had this ability to go out and have fun and go to the lake and do all this fun stuff. And yes. there were times when I had the kids and you you still went. You're like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna we're gonna go out on the boat. We're gonna have all this great time. Or there's this big festival, and I had to stay no, I say no, and be stay behind because I had my kids that weekend. Yeah, you know, and you went off and did those things, and I did not because it was my weekend with the kids. You have to make sacrifices. Yes, yeah, you do. You know? Of course, of course. Because guess just, what? Now they're adults. They're grown human beings. They could never look back and like, hey, our mama. I mean, us. was I perfect? Our mama left us hanging. None of that. I mean, I wasn't perfect though. You know, I yeah. had, I probably had some times and some decisions I made where I should have stayed <clears throat> back or I should have not gone to something or whatever. Um, because listen, nobody's perfect. We're all human, but I, I did my best. And I did always make it a point, even though I was dating and even though we got together, I did not put you first. No, you shouldn't. I, I put them first. Always. And, and whether it's right or wrong, I also, um, I was very clear with you, like, you're not there, you know, like, you're not the authority. I'm the authority. Of course. I'm not the And, father. like, if there's something to be said, some discipline to be done or whatever, it's me. Yeah. Better that way. from me. And you, because of that, I, I do believe, because of that, you guys have such a better relationship and a good relationship. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, that was really important to me. So I know, you know, it just depends too. My kids weren't tiny, you know, but I wasn't looking for a stepdad. They had a great dad. He was very much a part of their lives. So I wasn't looking for like. And I, and I always said this, I'm not playing daddy to some, some chick's kid who already has a dad. I right. don't do that. That's, that's yeah. not my place to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just respectful to their dad. Yeah. They have their dad. And I never, I never overstepped the boundaries. Yeah, I felt that. And I f I'm sure Robert felt that too. And I felt the same way about his wife. I don't feel like she ever tried to be mommy. Yeah. She never tried to step in a stepmom or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it worked for us, but you know, yeah. to each their own. Everybody's dynamic is different. Yes, so. exactly. Um, okay, guys, moving on. So anyways, on the Pamela documentary, I'm going to finish watching it, but it's really good. I like it. I think it's really well done. Very eye-opening. Lots of cool stuff. More stuff to talk about on that, but I'm going to finish it off before I get into the rest of that. But it was interesting. On to the hot coffee topic. Cheers. going to hot coffee it up. Yep. Um, nothing major, but I just wanted to say that I made, it, I made a decision that I'm going to try to get better at... Um, I'm going to try to get better at my DMs because I've been, you know, I have not been really good about keeping up with DMs. Okay. So I'm going to say that. And with bad comes good, because although going through my DMs, I saw a lot of kind of rude, rude DMs because people get mad because they're in, a little bit entitled. They expect, everyone expects a response. Oh, let me guess. They DM you and they want instant, they think like you're on autopilot. It's going to instantly, you're going to reply. Yeah. They think like that I'm just at their beck and call. I don't know. But I, I just have to say that although the negative ones irritated me and it kind of made me say, F these DMs, all the positive ones kind of shifted me, my mindset back over. Like, no, there's a lot of people here that I'd like to connect with. I've yes. made a lot of relationships out of Instagram. I've had like true friendships. Some people I've never met, like Stacy, if you're listening, I mean, I love her. She's been, she's was such a nice person that's yeah. been there for me during some pretty rough times in my life. I've never met her in person. But we have so many things in common. She sent me cards. Because people get to know you. Like you say, they listen to us. They follow you. They get to know you. Yeah. Probably, she's probably a client of yours, possibly, maybe? she's She was at one time, yes. Okay. So, she became yeah. a client. Um, and then there's like Natalie, one of my one of my very good friends, one of my very best friends. We met on in Instagram. Yeah. yeah Crazy. Yeah, yeah. She was she's also cool. a client. Yeah, yeah. We, I be, we I be, vacation we, with them. We've been DMing too. She's like, wait, we could go to, uh, to Napa. I said, yeah. nah, we'll go by the coast because Jeannie and I are tequila drinkers. Oh, we yeah. We'll we're go not drink some tequila. And she's like, yeah, sounds like a good plan. Like, that'd be so exciting if her and her husband move out here. Yeah, they might kids. They might come to California. Or, or Florida. Um, but so, you know, I've made a lot of relationships. So anyways, it made me remember that how I made those relationships by initially DM conversations and things like that. So I've decided that I'm going to, you know, make that happen. I've just got to get more dedicated with it. Like just pick a time every day that I, that's the time that I go through my DM. So I'm going to do that. But that being said, I just have to talk about the bad side of it for a second. Like why yeah, is about it, the bad side. why is it that people feel like so entitled to my time? 
some people. Yeah. Some people are just generally being social, which is great. Not even your clients or nothing. But the other people like who want to become a client, maybe they have questions about my program. But I had this one particular person message me three times over the weekend. And then when I hadn't replied by, you know, by Monday, she sent like a rude message like, oh, I can tell what type of coach you are. You know, I'm glad you didn't reply because I wouldn't want to work with you, et cetera. I didn't reply, just deleted it. But I thought, dude, you messaged me over a weekend, my birthday weekend yeah, at birthday that. Birthday weekend. Pay attention. If you're following, pay attention, people. I mean, my tongue is not wagging for clients. Yes. Like, <laughs> right? I do this because I love it. Yeah. I don't have a problem getting clients. If anything, you're you're almost o- over, overly too busy. Yeah. Almost like you I can't lock, even take on any more really, I huh? lock down registration all the time. Yeah. I, pay attention, you guys. Um, I'm not... I I mean, for people who, you know, you're on my social media, I'm not over the top promoting my program just yeah. because I've got, you know, I have a good amount of clients. I mm-hmm. have a good rotation. I lose some and gain some yeah, of course. every month because that's the way it goes. But I'm also not, not all money is good money. And like, I will not that's work with fact. someone who has a poor attitude. Yep. I will refund Goodbye, refund, delete, block, and those, hey, those are the kind of people too. Like if I was single and dating and a, and a girl's blowing me up, then next they're blowing me up. Like delete, done, bye, bye. Relax. Give right. people time to respond. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, relax, like, calm down. But anyways, humans feel so entitled that that they, like you owe them something. Like they in their head, like you gotta respond. Boom, boom, boom. Cause I DM. No, we don't. So, I mean, I have, I do want to make an effort because I do like the relationships that I form in my DMs and I do like helping people. Um, but not rude people. But there's also a fine line with helping people though, because if somebody just like, they'll say like, I don't need to buy your services. I know what I'm doing, but can you just tell me what my macros time are? Is, time is money, you guys. Yeah. No one works for free. You go to work for free. So take that in consideration. I don't think people think about it. No, they don't. They think everything's free. Everything's free. Time is money. Time is right. the most valuable asset on planet Earth that you cannot get back. Period. Because here's my thing on that. I give away plenty for free. Yes, you do. You this podcast is free. Yeah. I do, you know, I give people tips and recipes and tricks and I do videos on mm-hmm. how to lose weight and things not to do, things to do. All of that is my free info. Yep. If you want more than that or anything specific to you, it's that's at that point you become you have to become a client. Yep. In order for that me means to you got to spend some money on yourself. And let me tell yeah. you, when you invest in yourself, that's the best investment. People always buy other stuff that doesn't matter in this world, but they're so hesitant, reluctant to invest in themselves. Invest in yourself, people. It's worth yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. It just it, it's interesting. But you know what? Also, I wanted to share something that you guys probably are not. Maybe you don't realize about me, which. <clears throat> which kind of lends itself to where I struggle with DM conversation sometimes. I am an introvert. <laughs> that I think that shocks people sometimes. Because they see you, you're talkative, you have podcasts, you talk to your clients, you do coaches chat, you do videos. But it's different because you're talking into a, a camera. There's not right. a person, a stranger. But I do. On my coaching calls, I talk to strangers. But it's still... It's, it's, it's not a live person in front of you. But it's not even... It, regardless of it being live, That is even that is still like not... My natural self, like the little voice inside my head, wants to talk to nobody mm-hmm. and like hide. It's just, I am a natural introvert, but like we were talking about earlier. And I'm a natural extrovert. It's just because I am an introvert, I don't give in to that. I don't just say no to things because, oh no, I don't do that because I'm an introvert. I won't do that because I'm, because that's barriers. Yeah, it's exactly what you said, barriers. Right. So I don't do that. Yep. Um, but I noticed that I feel like sometimes I fall out of DMs for the introvert reason because mm. I get like, I sometimes I even get shy when people compliment me or whatever. I feel like awkward about it because a lot of the DMs are nice and positive and compliments. Yes. Um, so I think sometimes it's my own defense mechanism of my falling into my introvert. So I'm just putting it out there because now when you put something out there, it holds you accountable. Yep. So I'm telling you guys, I'm going yes, to be does. more responsive in my DMs. And I'm looking forward to engaging with more of you, helping more of you and and all of that. But, you know, I did have to like blast the, the people that are entitled a little bit because they just get deleted and blocked. I don't That's even deal good. with it. Yeah. Because who wants to work with somebody that pushy or that? Come on, relax. You know what I'm saying? Like there's other people ahead of you. Right. People don't think that. Like maybe she's servicing other people who DM'd her a week or two before you. 
She's going to get you. You're one person. Yeah. You're not a corporation. You don't have five or six That's employees. three messages with no response. I see the type of person you are. If you're listening to this lady, <laughs> get a life. Stop bothering people on their birthday weekend too, man. <laughs> I Stay know. Up. People are so I hope, I hope she's listening to this, whoever you are. Because you know what some people will do too? Like they'll make a comment like, can't even answer my DM. I saw you just posted your lunch or something like that. Like that is, it's a totally different thing for me to post content than it is for me to sit down and reply to one individual DM. That's a totally different like time sp slot. And if you guys knew how crazy my calendar looked, you would understand. They, they probably don't believe. They, I don't think people realize. People who work for themselves, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. work at home. I think people think like you play on Instagram, then you work a little. Then you play on Facebook, then you work a little bit. I see you work. You're yeah. working. You utilize, you utilize, you're the best at utilizing your time that I know of anybody. Your time blocks and all that, you're good. <laughs> yeah. I need to get better at that. I'm getting better, but I need to get better at that. Time management. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting better though. I'm yeah. utilizing my time better. Yeah, I just, um, I have to. That's just, how the only way I can get it all done. This morning I skipped my workout so I could study so I can catch up, you know, how to make yeah. a decision. Yeah, sometimes so, you do. Sometimes you have to make a game time decision. You do. And, and let something go. Like Yes. Real quick. You know, I had a day go south a couple of weeks ago where I had to let some things go mm -hmm. that were on my list. I'm like, you know what? This can go. It's not going to be the end of the world. This can go. It's not going to be the yes. end of the world. Take a deep breath that's and it. do what you can. That's it. And that's what you got to do. Because a lot of times, like I have my day structured, but hey, if my dad calls suddenly and there's a problem or a situation, then I got to move things around. I got to yeah. I gotta take care of dad. So yeah. that's, you know... You have to be able to, as organized as you can be and as as good at time management and things like that, you also have to be able to switch on the dime. Yeah. So I also wanted to give a update on my um, calorie deficit. So I did a update on YouTube. I posted it, the hormones video on YouTube because I showed <laughs> where I'm at. But I was really happy with my four weeks of progress. You saw it, right? Yes. I'll, I'll pop it up here Big in case difference. you guys didn't see that video. But um, I almost don't notice it because I, I see you all the time. Right. I live with you. But when you see the photo. But when you break it down, you show me the photos of it like, damn. not Just like you. Remember you're taking the weekly pictures of my yeah. progress during keto? Like I yeah. didn't see it. But yeah. the pictures like, oh, wow, I do see it. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, there's undeniable because I, those jeans literally a month ago, I could, it's not that they fit poorly. I literally could not wear them. They yeah. were not part of my, I could not wear them. I couldn't zip them. And so now I can. And so I'm like, cool. The calorie deficit still works. There you go. Still works. Still works. And it was modest. You know, I probably lost two pounds of fat, I would say. And that doesn't sound like much, but if you put two pounds of fat on this table right here, you, you realize how big of a mass Yeah, and when it's condensed to an area, it's yes. more significant, right? Yes. And obviously with the low progesterone, that's what dictates that you know, that weight gain around the abdomen. And so it made a, a little amount of weight made a big difference in both directions. So now where I'm at is trying to get pat. And, you know, now I'm back to where I was. Okay, I got rid of the little couple holiday pounds. Now it's just working towards eye on the prize on those goals, which the big, my big goal is to get my fat percentage in the teens. Where in the teens? You know, like 18, 19%. Yeah, you can't go under 18 though. Then you'd be considered underweight. You mean body fat yeah. percentage? Or are you talking about... Body fat percentage. You're talking about BMI. Yeah, BMI. Right? No, I'm talking about percentage of oh. body fat. You're talking about BMI. Yeah, my but, bad. I mixed the yeah. two up. But BMI kind of kind of gets doesn't work. It's not really effective for people who are very lean and low body it, fat. You're right. That height it, to weight it, ratio is out the window. It doesn't because it doesn't account for body composition. Yes. So, yeah, no, it's... It, in the teen, the high teens, that's considered an athletic body, an athlete's body. So that's like me being 10%, 9%. Yeah. That's super lean. Yeah, I would say. I just like it. Well, we'll see if I like it now because I might not like it as much now because I'm older. It might make me look a little old. So we'll see. If I, don't, if I get there and I don't like it, hey, I don't have no problem putting on a few pounds. Um, but I like the way it makes my arms. I like the definition in my arms when I have a lower body fat percentage because it shows without like flexing. And yeah. I like that. I don't the, know. I the like shoulder a, caps. Yeah. I like that. From the, from the bot, from the tricep to the shoulder. Yeah. That's nice. Cause yeah. hard to get that. Yeah. And, but I, and some people just, they have to get very, very low body fat to get that. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I have naturally kind of like 
a nice toned arm, but I like it to look a little more toned. But anyways, I just like to have goals and work towards them too and, you know, play with you like things being like challenged. that. You like challenges. We all need challenges in life. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so speaking of that, so what I needed to do is, you know, it's February and this is where, you know, you guys who are listening. So obviously many of many people have January goals, but then people fall off from goal setting. They fall off. Oh yeah. You need to set goals every month. Mm -hmm. And the ones you set in January, whether you meet, met them, failed at them, it doesn't matter. You still need to reflect upon those goals when you're setting your new goals. It's very important. This is what people don't do. They just kind of reset goals or change goals. They don't think about what are the goals I already had set and why didn't I reach them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And I think, you know, basically what you're doing is you are identifying the barriers of each individual goal that you didn't reach. Mm. So for me, I'll give you an example. In my January goals, you know, I met some. One of them was to fit into my jeans, so I did. Um, but I, some that I didn't. So I had in there that I wanted to run a 36-minute 5K. And then I, and my actions were run a 5K two times. Didn't do that. Didn't, do, didn't run the 5K two times. So I had to sit and think, why didn't I get this done? I got most everything else done here. Why didn't I do that? It's because running 5K two times for the month of January, too general. What is that? Okay. And you have 30 days in January. When? When are you going to run the 5K? When? So I, I, it was too general for me and it didn't happen. Just fell off. Yeah. So in February, I, I'm, you know, moved that goal into February, but now I went into my calendar and I picked two Mondays in the month of February that I'm going to go to the gym and run the 5K. Okay. Now I just increase the chances of that happening exponentially because I've scheduled it. And it's non-negotiable. Right. It's an appointment. Yep. An appointment. It's you hear that, an guys? Appointment. It's you in my calendar. You set an appointment, you keep it with yourself. Don't flake on yourself. Right. And so that's a perfect example of, hey, look, I sit here and I preach to you guys how to set goals or whatever. And look at me. Here I was. I set a goal that was too general and I didn't do it. So it still happens. That's good, though. At least you can admit that to yourself. I hate to say it, but a lot of coaches lie to look cool. Oh, I did all my goals and hit everything all perfect. Like, no. Yeah, they try they to act like they're. Trust me, they don't. They're not doing... as disciplined as you guys think they are. They, they slip a lot too. They just always portray a certain way on social media and this and that. I've been around the industry a long, long time before my wife, so I, it's all BS behind the scenes. I see the way they eat and everything. Yeah, and it is a lot of. There is a lot of just saying effery yes. when it comes to coaching and stuff like that. And I also kind of have like a. This is my thing that I notice when it comes to coaches. <clears throat> A lot of people have their own transformation and then they immediately become a coach. And that I, yes. that's really tricky. Let me tell you because- Doesn't transcend. It doesn't translate. To, to be able to transform yourself, and chances are that person that had the transformation had help with their transformation. Yes. And now they're a coach. And I see this time and time again. And then all of a sudden, and people, they look at them, they go, oh, I want to have a transformation like you. So they hire them. But you guys, it's so different to have your own transformation and then help other people have a transformation. Totally different animals. Okay, that's the first thing. Yep. The second thing is that person that had a transformation, is it proven yet? Have they maintained that transformation? That's where the real proof comes in. Getting there is one thing, but maintaining is a whole different it's beast. It's a totally different thing. And like, listen, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, it's but harder. I had my 100-pound weight loss came 25 years ago. Okay, I maintained the bulk of that weight loss all through my late 20s and through my mid 30s. Then I discovered fitness and was coached into a, no- a more fitness body transformation mm-hmm. where I remained there for five years before I took on my very first client. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yes, I became a coach be- through my own transformation, my own discovery of fitness, but it was years before I took on a client and it still was challenging, you know, and each year I become better as you know a coach. What? A lot of this, from what I learned, I'm 48 now and I've been around the industry a long time, psychological, man, and we're all different Behaviors. in the mindset. It's all, you got to conquer this first, mm-hmm. find out what's going on up there. 
Right. Number one, what's going on? Why, why aren't you excited? What's the barriers? Okay, let's right. let's find a solution to these barriers. And don't ever say I can't or no, because there's right. always solutions. I don't want right. to hear that. That's just like me saying, oh, I'm not going to, I can't go to Orange Theory because I'm an introvert. That's just like, I'm using my personality as an as a barrier to attending Orange Theory. Because you're intimidated being around other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could have said that. No, I'm an introvert. I sure, I'm sure I said it for years. Probably why I didn't like group fitness type stuff because, you know, but- where where it was a little challenging there, which comfort kills growth. Remember that. So if you're uncomfortable oh with goodness. something, you're probably doing the right thing. Yes. Um. You know, while while it was a challenge there, there were so many other barriers that it did help. Accountability, pushing me, things like that. But, you know, it's just people, that's why it's so important to figure out why stop and you can do it on a month-to-month basis with goals, but you need to stop at some point and think, why have I not been able to reach my goals? Why? Yeah. What continues to get in the way? Mm-hmm. You know, some common barriers is, and this is a tough one because it, it kind of requires like a life overhaul. You have to curate yeah. your environment. You have to what? Curate your environment. Is your environment conducive to your goals, both your physical environment and the company you keep? Mm -hmm. Very important. You know what I mean? If you have really like these strong like health and fitness goals, you really just want to transform your body, change your eating habits, all of that. But all of your friends and the people you spend time with, they are not doing those things and they don't want to do those things. You probably have to kind of take a look at that yeah, and make some yeah. changes. I know that that sounds ridiculous, right? But um, unless you think you're going to be able to be strong enough to be around it, um, you kind of have to bow out for a little while until yes. you become stronger in your convictions on what you're trying to achieve till you start to transform. Then if you feel that strength and willpower, you can kind of reenter your friend group. And hopefully at that time, You'll motivate them to join you. Yes. But if you start to feel them pulling down on you, oh, come on, you got too skinny. Have the drink, have the the dessert. Come on, eat this. They're projecting their insecurities onto you. Right. And their jealousy and their desire to not take this action steps you've taken. So they're portraying that onto you. And I They want to see you fail. Right. Your friends sometimes aren't your friends. I hate to say it. Yeah. There's a lot of frenemies. Be careful. Be pay attention to that. If they're not uplifting you and telling you good job, good job, babe, good job, you're doing great. I, I compliment. Right. Good job. You discipline. I always tell you, you have great discipline with your eating. I need to get better at that. But instead of because my discipline on your part, I don't knock you down. For right. Because a lot of people do. You've never done that. Never. I have to say. So like, never been maybe jealous. You, I'm maybe... jealous of your. Di- I'm not in a bad in a good way. I'm jealous because I'm right. like, damn, I wish I had her discipline to eat the way she does. Right. I, I'm. Three quarters of the way there, but not all the way there. But I feel that's true. And I feel like we've always done this for each other. More so you for me. You've never tried to like sabotage me nah. because you're annoyed that I'm like super on it. You've, you've never been like, oh, come on. You're no fun. Eat this. You've never done never that. never forced you. Cause, you've never cause done I that. I know. You don't like that and I don't like it. Right. We both are the same way. Don't push something onto me that I don't like. Right. Don't force me. I don't, I, I will snap. I'll go, I'll oh, completely yeah. we go know. the opposite direction. <laughs> we know. There's some things I don't do and. Don't push me to do those things. I don't want to do them. And if, let me tell you this, and I know that this might be hard to hear, but if you're the people that the company you keep, and yes, sometimes it's family, if they're not supporting you and you, you need to have a talk with them about it. And if they still continue to not support you, they're really not your friend or they don't care about you. No, they don't. They don't, they don't truly care about no. you. If you have communicated to them that, listen, bothers me when you do that or it's not helping me i really need you to support me in this journey even if and it's okay that it's not your journey yeah you don't need to put your views on them but if they're not willing to take that and make changes they're not really your friend or you're they're not they don't really care about you no, and how come it's okay again i'm not to get go back to this but how come it's okay for people to say oh you're getting too skinny or maybe somebody should hold the ground and say well maybe you're too fat <laughs> i mean let's call it call a spade what right. it is hey the truth hurts. Point. Look at yourself in the mirror. Are you too fat or are you too skinny? Be honest to yourself. Stop BSing yourself. Right. And don't say that to people. If if, if you are overweight, mm-hmm. and I'm not run, gassing on you, but if you're overweight, don't say, oh, you're getting too skinny to people who are trying to 
succeed in their weight loss journey or whatever journey they're doing. Right. Don't hate on them. Don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Them. That's one of the worst things that you can do. It I've is. had so many clients, like my Hall of Fame clients. I'm actually in the process of putting together a Hall of Fame of like all of my clients that have won my challenges and things like that. But I've had some Hall of Fame clients that were full-blown ridiculed by their coworkers for their weight loss. Like, oh, oh you're no fun or blah, blah, blah is not going to come to the potluck and she's over there, you know, way too skinny. And Or then if like they caught a cold, be like, oh, that's because you're too skinny. That is the most ridiculous thing. You know, people are just- Dude, we got hated on on keto a lot. Oh, eat this. Oh, why can't you eat that? Remember? Like a lot. And we went to Columbia on a trip and we we're doing keto. We followed it. And the company or what the people were like tripping on us. Like, they don't get worry bothered. About us. Like, I don't understand. What about you, man? Why about people what I mean? are bothered so concerned. with what you are eating? It is not appropriate in any direction, both yeah. bad, good, indifferent, to really comment on what somebody is eating yeah. or what they You don't order. have to have a medical condition. You know what I mean? You don't know I can't tell you it. how many times. Still to this day, not so much very often, but every once in a while, um, maybe, you know, if I get together with family members I haven't seen in a while or whatever, and we're eating and they see me eating, they go, oh, I didn't think you ate. They'll make a comment like that. Like, I didn't think you ate anything. Oh, like you're eating today. Are you just pretending to eat? I'm like, what makes you think I don't eat? Because they perceive me to be a thin person. Therefore, I must have problems with food or that I don't eat, which... You don't know me if you say that because I am like the queen, the queen, the foodie to the 10th power. My whole life I've been that way. Like I can eat and I don't lie about my food. I never have like about, I don't try to downplay what I eat or, you know, hide the type of food that I'm eating. I eat what I eat and it is what it is. And this is why people in the fitness industry tend to just hang out with people in the fitness industry. Exactly. For that reason. It's just a... The level how we operate or different frequency you yeah. know what i'm saying it's it's harder it's harder how do i say this it, we're both operating on high frequency like our training our discipline things we do and then we have somebody who has low frequency telling you this this and that you got to remove them they're just there's like a negative energy get because the it hell pulls out of you here. down so get out of here yeah i feel strong yeah. you know i'm doing what i've been doing for many years and i've been on this frequency like mike says for a long time so mm -hmm. i feel i have strength i have the strength to pull people up with me that's exactly. why I do what I do. Yep. The average person does not have that strength. Nope. Okay? Not everybody's meant to be born to be a leader. Sorry. No. And it's difficult and it can derail you from your goals. So if you find that you continuously make these goals month after month, year after year, and you're not able to achieve them, think about have you curated your environment and your social circle? And are you doing enough? Are you really doing enough? People think they, oh, I'm so busy. I'm doing this. Are you really busy? Are you really doing enough? No, stop it. You're not. Because mm -hmm. guess what? There's people like Joe Rogan and The Rock who are super busy, who have their calendars and they get super it done. full and they get it done. Yeah. I'm just making two examples. Mark Wahlberg is another one. I could go on and on and on. Yeah. So stop it. I mean, it. Kim Kardashian. Kim, exactly. You, you, don't think, you don't think for the moment, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever, 7, her phone's blowing up on business? Right. She has to, but somehow, somewhere along the line, she has to do a time block. She has a trainer. She works out and she dedicates herself. Yeah, she, she doesn't did, look she like that by someone accident. Else. She puts in the work. You know, and I'm sure, okay, here, and I don't want to talk about her weight loss medication and all of that. That's not what this is about. No, the point no, is, no, no. Getting she gets that. into the gym, okay? Doesn't matter. And she's a busy person. She's running multiple businesses, has four kids. Yes. And then, you know, then the haters will say, oh, but they have nannies. People just always want to like find the one little yes, thing do. and like nitpick at it to make themselves feel better well, of why they're has, not getting it done. A, a food prep person or somebody makes her meals. Probably. Yeah, she's rich. I would too. We all yeah, would. I would. wouldn't I? But you, you do what you can with what you have. Exactly. Do what you can with what you have. For us average folks who don't have her money, you got to meal prep and weigh your food out. That's it. You yeah. got to do the work. You got to. Are you willing? Are you doing enough? That's I love that you said that. Are like, you doing enough? My friend said that to me yesterday about us in, in life and business. He goes, are we, are we doing enough? Because we listen to different motivational podcasts. And Andrew Tate says that like people say they're doing enough. Are they really? Did you mm -hmm. do enough? Did you really work mm -hmm. out hard today? How many calories did you burn? Let's, let me look at your, your, your data. Mm -hmm. I, I had, what, 21,000 steps yesterday. And I yeah. felt it last night. I was so tired. I couldn't even get out of bed this morning. Yeah. That's how wrecked I was. Uh -huh. I didn't want to go to the gym yesterday. But guess what? Non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. I told myself that. I don't care if I'm tired or lazy. So I went. I yeah. went out of my comfort zone in the mm -hmm. afternoon. I don't go after right. four or five. 
I had to get my workout in though. Right. And before had, you left. I have to. I have to get my workout in. Before I you left, what did I say? I showed you my steps and I said I have to. I'm, I'm not there yet, but it's okay because I have my walk time scheduled for after my coach's chat. Yes. And I did it. Non-negotiable. It mm -hmm. It's a non-negotiable. And I layered in things because I'm studying right now. Mm -hmm. So I studied and did my steps at the same time. And yep. I got it done. See, and look, for those of you going to school or you, you're studying for promotion at work or you need to study or read or you want to read a book or anything, that's a perfect example. Go walk on that. Go either go do stair stepper or go walk on a treadmill and, and bring your iPad or iPhone mm -hmm. and read or study. And you did it. Perfect example. Yeah. Utilize that. How long did you walk for? An hour? 45 minutes? Like 40 minutes. Yeah, utilize 40 minutes of study time while you're walking. Mm -hmm. So it was like it, I, it's like I bought some time. Because you killed two like, birds with one stone yeah, is what you that's did. That's the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. That is. So you're in, now curating your environment. Can you get like um, a treadmill or a walking pad? You know, are your is your pantry conducive to, you know, healthy eating? Is your favorite snack readily available and easy to pick out all day? Make that go away. You know, think about the things where your struggles are. Where are your barriers and, and fix the things in your environment? You know, is it hard for you to get up and go straight to get a little workout in or get on the treadmill? Lay out your workout clothes the night before. Do yep. things. Listen, I've done this before. I kid you not, where I had an early morning workout where I took a shower and threw on like what I was going to wear to the workout and then got yeah. into bed. <laughs> It's so that I could just get up and go, throw my shoes on. I've uh, done that before. When we had like, we were going to go on a road trip or something. So I needed to get my workout done, the 5 a.m. workout. I literally went to bed in my workout clothes. My They were clean, yeah. but then I got up <laughs> and went to work out. You do what you got to do to like. Do what you got to do. So. We're, we're not, and we're, listen, you guys, we're, I just, we're nothing special. We just have that discipline. Because you're not going to have motivation all the time. You need discipline. Discipline is more important than motivation because you're not going to be motivated every day. I, I've been doing this since I started lifting weights at 14. I'm 48. That's a long ass time. That's sometimes like, yes, I wasn't motivated, but I told myself, I didn't even know what I was going to do as a workout. I said, you know what? Let's just start moving around. Jump rope, shadow box, hit the bags. I warmed up 10, 15 minutes into it. I'm sweating. That's all I need. Once I get the sweat, I'm, it's all, it's go time. Mm -hmm. And that's what people don't realize. You only need like 10, 15 minutes. Once you're warmed up, then you can go. Just remember that. You know, you don't feel like it, you're in the mood, you feel tired. Just just move. I'm telling you. Move. Yeah, and getting there is half the battle yes, when it comes to getting workouts. There. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so I noticed you made a little shift. Is that must be one of your goals for February is to increase your protein. I saw you eating uh drinking a protein shake yesterday. Yeah, that and uh I'm gonna introduce creatine into my diet, into what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I never really used it. I just hear nothing but good things. It's I didn't believe excellent. it many times. I didn't believe in our over-counter mm -hmm. protein supplements, but we do need vitamins and minerals. That's all mm -hmm. important. It is. You need all that. If you're going to operate at a high level, you, high optimal level, you need to have all these tools in your toolbox. And this is what I tell people too, why I tell them not to f worry about too many things initially. Yes. Because when you are ready... It's just another thing you'll be able to layer in and it'll just enhance what you've already created. So mm -hmm. I don't like people to like try to do too much at one time. It's like, wait until you, you're at that point yeah. and then be like, okay, what can I do now? You know, what can I, you know, maybe I should get my blood work checked, see if there's any tweaks in my supplementation. Maybe I'm deficient in, in B, B12, you know, maybe I need yep. to add that supplementation. Women and are always deficient in Maybe iron. my, you know electrolytes are low you know you can kind of maybe my ldl is a little high then you can <clears throat> tweak accordingly but you kind of like you know work on the basics and layer in things as you go and then it'll be easier like you're building the foundation like we've talked so much about mm -hmm. um you're building a foundation and then layering onto it um but another thing in terms of barriers is do you have a strong enough why i think why you are doing something is very important to know why that is because when you have the weak moments, then you, you ask yourself, why the why am I doing this? Why do I even care? Oh, like I'm gonna be honest with you, and, and I don't know if it's the same thing, but sometimes I battle with the shower. I get up and I look at it, and I'm like, damn. I try to give myself an eye, like maybe today I'll just do a lukewarm and skip cold. Then I say, nah, man, get in there and be a beast. Mm -hmm. And I just jump head first in that cold water. But what's and I your shiver. why for doing that? The challenge, the mental challenge of it. 
I want to strengthen my mind because if I can, if I can get to so that. So when you're talking yourself out of it, do you stop and think like, no, because I want to get a strong mind. That's like what gets you through it. Like, challenge. no, I'm going to do this because I want to do it. I know it hurts and the challenge of it. And that's yeah. why. Yeah. Because I know, I know it's going to hurt for the first few minutes or two. But after that, I, I, breathing relaxes, heart rate comes down and I embrace it and I love it. And mm -hmm. I feel good when I come out of it. I think you know about what? how I feel after too. Like you said, the dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine, Yeah, epinephrine, so you stop that. to start to think about what, how you'll feel after My energy throughout the day. I've done that before. Energy. So with workouts, I'll, if I don't want to do it, I always tell myself like, no, because think about that feeling when you walk out and you're done. It feels so good. Dude, the best. That's how yeah. I felt leaving the gym yesterday. Like two plus hours I was there. I didn't want to go yesterday. I'll be honest with you. I just wasn't feeling it for whatever reason. Out of my comfort zone, the time. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'm not mm -hmm. afternoon right. workout guy no more. Mm -hmm. I'm more morning, mm -hmm. early afternoon, and I'm done. But I, I couldn't get to it yesterday at that time. So I had non-negotiable. I, I got to it when I could. Yeah. You got to shift things around sometimes. Another why for me lately, and this has <clears> shifted, <throat> you know, as I've gotten older, but I think dealing with, you know, my my mom who passed away and my, my elderly dad, mm -hmm. a why for me is I literally picture my, what I want to be like when I'm 80. Like I picture myself a little old lady with my, you know, us walking with our track suits on with the dogs and like being strong, strong, fit, old people. Yes. Yes. People don't visualize themselves. They, you know what they, they visualize in their head? When you think of like 80 years old, they think about a hunchback. Yeah. Uh, Forward head, leaning over, bad posture with a little cane. That's what people yeah, visualize. And I don't. Nope. I picture myself. So when I'm walking, like when I'm doing my steps, I was actually thinking about it yesterday when I was on the tread climber. And I was thinking like, man, I'm going to be on this thing when I'm 80. Like, and I thought yep. like, that's my why right now. My why is I want to be the healthiest, like fittest version of myself as an older person. And that's good. Because I want to be able to like, look at like younger people in like my group fitness class or whatever and say like keep at it keep doing it because then you're gonna look you're gonna be like me when you're 80 mm -hmm. and not like your grandmothers or whatever you know yeah, we had to say it our parents our grandmas and yeah they, they didn't know nothing about fitness their bodies you could tell their your vessel will break down on you yeah you know, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna collapse on you if you don't keep it strong right you have to right you gotta keep it strong you gotta have all the things to keep it strong everything moving working out resistance training vitamins minerals hydration sleep all that yeah and um and remember this i want to leave you guys with one thought because again in the wake of january and all the crazy programs that are popping up all over the place whatever you are doing in order to lose the weight mm -hmm. is how you will maintain the weight loss yeah so if whatever you are doing or convincing yourself that you're gonna do is not something that you are willing to do for a lifetime you will not sustain your results that is true so that is why for me and the programs i design and why my programs have evolved when i really embrace this statement is because that's why I incorporate fast food and incorporate how to eat out and how to drink alcohol and things like that and still reach your goals because that's real life. Yep. And if you can't reach your goals while you are also incorporating those things, you're not going to be able to sustain those goals if you don't do those things while you're losing weight and then you try to incorporate them later. It's mm -hmm. not going to happen. Yeah. And that's why I create kind of like those lifestyle programs. But that's also why the fad diets and these challenges that are super restrictive. I was going to say the gimmicky diets never work. They don't they work, work. They will work for a little bit. They do. You'll lose the weight. It's temporary. A month or two. And then boom, not only will you gain it back, you'll gain back and then some. How many people from, what was that show back in the biggest day? Biggest Loser. I trained, I had a client from The Biggest Loser. They said Loser. like it's he was like on the second 90% or something like that was crazy. Gained mm -hmm. it all back yeah. and then some. Yep, yep. He was the thin dude and later on he's like, yeah, I'm going to be a trainer, a coach. He was always talking to me. Man, I found out later on he, he fell off and blew up and then some. All that. He did, they, had great A lot success. of them did because they realized yeah. that was not a successful way to have people lose weight. Sure. Put everybody in a house, you know. Restrict them. Restrict them. Lock down the fridge. All of those things. It's not real life. That's not real life. It's not real life. Because people, listen, people, I used to say this when I was a trainer to my clients. 
I am not a ghost. I'm not a spirit. I don't know when you go to your fridge at night. I can't watch you. Right. I can't be the little voice right there. Hey, don't go to the drive-thru. I'm right here on your right. shoulder. That's You got to police yourself. Mm-hmm. So listen to that, people. You got to police yourself. My wife can't police you. She no. can just guide you. She can't police you. So remember that. You got to police yourself. Hold yourself accountable. Yeah, I mean, I can give you the guidance, but I That's can't. It. You can lead That's a horse to water. But you a lot of the times, even on my coaching calls, what I focus with clients is the behaviors that led them to do whatever they're doing. Important. I always think about that. What behaviors? What What were you doing right before that? Or when they say, like, I, I snack too much. They're like, okay, when is it that you snack? What is it Nighttime that you, for me. you know, is it like when you're making kids lunches or whatever? Okay, identify what behavior and think about how can you alter that behavior? You know, those are the types of things that I can help you. But I cannot just simply say, don't snack. No. Oh, no, don't snack. Oh, my gosh. I just gave you like million dollar advice. No shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Oh, with the doctors, diet and exercise. That's the most two. When you ask a doctor, and a lot of people do ask their doctors, what should I do, doctor, to get my blood work, my numbers better, my blood, diet and exercise. Hey, if doctors are listening, game yourself up. I know. I'm going to, I have to, that reminded me of one thing that I have to bring up before we leave. On that note, Mm -hmm. I was talking to my dad's doctor. My dad has high blood pressure amongst all his other issues. And um, we were changing his blood pressure medication, monitoring his levels. And I asked the doctor, where where should his sodium intake be at? And she kind of like, faltered a little bit she Hesitated. looked at me you heard in her voice yeah she kind of like Kink. she goes oh um um well are you aware of the dash diet yo i was like oh my god this is so generic yo. okay i'm like yes i'm aware of the dash diet but i'm 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 not concerned about that what i just want to know what should his daily intake of sodium be in milligrams so that we can kind of monitor oh he doesn't really have to worry about that i'm like um he has high doesn't he he has high blood pressure Oh, yeah, I'll send you an email. And she sent me an email with a generic PDF of the DASH diet. You see, this is a doctor with a PhD. When I wanted to know specifically for him, based on the medications that he's taking, Mm -hmm. because one of them includes a water pill, it's not as simple as just don't have any salt, dad. Because if you're taking a a water pill and you are cut out all salt, because a lot of times the old people, they think, oh my God, I got to cut out all salt. That can result in severe imbalance dementia big time hysteria anxiety if you're not having enough sodium sodium so i know this but the doctor should know this she should have been like well you know since he's on the water pill i don't want him to restrict you know significantly he should probably keep it around 2500 milligram that's what i expected her to say yeah she didn't say anything she's fumbled on her words probably thought like oh i wonder what this girl does for a living and then sent me a generic dash diet so that being said I, you know exactly <laughs> that, there See? there goes that so i wanted to leave you guys with that because i thought that was funny perfect example of how you know i know everyone says but my doctor said but, but the doctor. doctors don't know everything no. okay and they we just want to prescribe and we always take their word as, as yeah as like it's absolute gold. gold nope hate to say it, do your own research mm-hmm. not bashing doctors now they're very smart they got phds they're but they're not than, nutritionists they're not they don't know nothing about working out next they I, don't. I was a, as a trainer Sorry, I don't want to keep going. But as a trainer, I train many doctors or my clients, chiropractors, and doctors. They, just don't they didn't know. know how to work out, body, uh, what do you call it, muscle imbalances, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're a doctor. You should be. I not. mean, look at it this way. When was the last time your doctor walked in and they looked like they were like mus- muscles bursting out of their jacket? Hello. Never. 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 They 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 look like weak and mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. uh, atrophy, like yeah. not a lot of muscle tone. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and maybe now, so there are more that are kind of like fitness doctors that are, you know, it's becoming more of a thing. But for the most part, you don't really see that. And that nurses. Often. I trained a lot of nurses, a lot of overweight nurses too. Not yeah. the ba- not the bash y'all, but get it together, nurses. I know. But anyways, all right, you guys, hopefully you got a little something, something from our podcast. Thank you so much for having coffee with us. And we will see you guys on Monday. See you soon.